The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, everyone. Just checking to see if you can hear me now and if the sound is all right. Yes, very good. Thank you. Thank you very much, and my apologies for the technical challenges this evening. I'm delighted that you're here and uh, that we have another wonderful hour of meditation to enjoy together. So this evening, um, I thought I'd continue a little bit from where we started on Tuesday in sharing that um, there were these two qualities that the Buddha thought were essential before the rest of the practice could really proceed, um, before we could really develop in the Dharma. Um, And we practiced with the first of those qualities Tuesday night, and that is generosity. Uh, Tonight, it seems worthwhile to reflect a little bit on the second quality, morality, which is otherwise known as ethics, or in the ancient Pali language, Sila. And here's what Ajahn Suchito writes about that. Morality carries with it the strength of restraint, the empathy of concern for how one's actions affect oneself and others, and the clarity of discerning the difference between short-term happy feelings and long-term well-being. So hearing that, you might get a sense of why it is foundational for our happy hour practices of loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. Morality or ethics are founded on caring about how our actions affect other people and affect ourselves. So some of the behaviors considered unethical in Buddhist practice include killing sentient beings, taking what is not given, otherwise known as stealing, being untruthful or dishonest, and sexual misconduct or harming people through our sexuality. These are actions that obviously tend to harm our relationships with other people, and they leave things weighing on our conscience. Both of those tend to disrupt meditation practice, and they certainly interfere with moving towards freedom from stress and suffering. And of course, uh, there are much more subtle levels of each of these things that can also bog down the the mind. And then he mentions short-term pleasure and and sacrificing short-term pleasure for long-term well-being. That's also something that takes quite a bit of time and practice to realize. And once we do that, the mind is better able to avoid what will definitely not help us settle into meditation practice or find wisdom or move away from harm. If we're in a way addicted to sense pleasures, it's also a disturbance to the mind and and can be a disturbance to our relationships with other people, depending on the nature of the clinging or addiction to sense pleasure. So when we say uh, or, or incline the mind towards phrases of kindness, compassion, 
sympathetic joy or equanimity during happy hour, we're more likely to truly feel them in the heart when our actions are ethical. The more clear our conscience towards others and the more at peace we are with ourselves, the more we're able to freely extend kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity towards all beings. This also means that when something's not sitting well within us or in relation to someone else, it's likely to bubble up in the mind when we offer these practices. But this is the healing quality of the awareness that we uh, practice during these evenings. When these things that are not uh, kind or not compassionate or don't feel joyful or don't feel equanimous bubble up during our practice, it just shows us where we need to heal, where our hearts need to heal in order to have a truly peaceful mind and heart. So we can be aware, you know, sometimes that we've been either harmed or we've done some harming ourselves or both. And we can just benefit from these practices themselves as healing for our heart. So Ajahn Sushito also writes, notice the arising of any negative thoughts towards others. And that's a theme I'd like to explore this evening. Notice what it feels like, how it affects your heart and body. Consider putting aside as a way of protecting yourself from harm, putting these aside. Looking into the causes of ill will, if you feel hurt or neglected, spend time just feeling the feeling and referring it to the sensations and feelings of full and relaxed breathing in and out. Breathe through your emotions. Do likewise with craving and ambition. When you're more settled, consider how ill will poisons the mind. So with these thoughts to guide us this evening, we'll do some uh, practice where we allow whatever is going to bubble up to bubble up. And if that includes um, any negative thoughts or less than comfortable feelings, just allowing yourself to see how those affect your body, affect your heart and mind, perhaps seeing um, what it's like to feel ill will, if that's what comes up. And then we'll turn towards deliberately setting aside any negative thoughts in favor of cultivating compassion. So settling in to a comfortable posture for this meditation that also helps you care for whatever is needed in the body right now. Perhaps taking a few deeper breaths, slower breaths. Deliberately allowing some relaxation or softening of any areas of tension. Perhaps releasing them on the outbreaths.
and allowing yourself to do whatever meditation is most helpful for you this evening. But if it feels possible for you, bring to mind any person with with whom you have had difficulty in any ethical matter. And maybe don't make this the hardest person you've ever had ethical struggles with. Maybe somebody a little bit problematic. Maybe you have negative thoughts about some speech or action that this other person did. Quite understandable thoughts. Or maybe you feel regret for some action you took. Maybe even just a thought you thought about the person or something you said or some action you took where you didn't feel like your ethics were completely lined up towards non-harming. It can be as simple as having a negative idea about someone and realizing that you're carrying that negative idea around and each time they say or do something, you're seeing them through that negative filter. Or could be more challenging than that. Allowing this to fully enter your mind and heart, seeing images, whatever words go with it, allowing it to fill your awareness right now for the moment. And letting yourself feel some of the feelings. If there's some pain or there's a some sort of twinge, could be small or could be significant about what happened with this other person and with you. And then perhaps extending some thoughts of compassion as a quiet whisper in the mind. May this mind come to peace about these interactions. May any harm that was caused start to heal or come to heal fully, whether it's internal, some pain in the mind or heart in you, or whether the harm was external and affected the other person, probably affected both you and the other person. May any harm that was caused come to heal 
these thoughts are not demands or agendas. They're just ways of cultivating a heart of healing, a mind of healing within. A simple wish or inclination. May this suffering come to an end. If your life is really pretty free of any kind of harm like this, but you see it in the world around you, you can allow that to fill your heart, seeing harm in the world and wishing those who perpetrate the harm as well as those who suffer the harm. May any harm that comes to you or comes from you Heal, begin to heal. May your mind come to peace. May it be free of ill will and cruelty or suffering and revenge, any kind of feeling that is as painful to have as it is to experience in receiving it. May this suffering come to an end between others who are experiencing harm. Continuing to send compassionate wishes for whomever comes close to the heart and mind, whether you know them well or you don't know them, just resonating with how painful suffering between people can be where there's ethical harm. Behavior that's not upright, not moral. May the suffering come to an end.
if it's useful for you to continue in this way, even acknowledging some inadvertent harm that you've done that really arose from not knowing better or from conditioning that led you to make a mistake. Please continue to wish yourself and the other person healing and freedom from suffering. If you want to make a bit of a shift, you could bring to mind some compassionate act, maybe the most compassionate things you've ever done, allowing yourself to bring images of that to your mind and heart, or words that reflect your best intentions and actions in your life. Acts of compassion can be very small, but very important. Or they can be very large. In any case, whether you were the person who offered an act of compassion, or you received an act of compassion, and are so grateful for that. Inclining wishes towards the continuation of that type of movement of the mind and heart. May my thoughts be guided by compassion. May I speak in ways that are kind and helpful to other people as well as myself. May I take action in ethical ways, ways that don't cause any harm to anyone. May I bring compassion for myself and others into my life in small ways and large ways every day. 
continuing with these kinds of wishes or others that fit your situation in silence or simply repeating these kinds of phrases. May my thoughts be guided by compassion. May I speak in ways that are kind and cause no harm. May I take action in ethical ways. Ways that benefit myself and others. May I bring compassion for others and myself into my daily life.
So this area of ethical conduct has a lot of power to bring increasing levels of freedom and peace into our lives. And what I've noticed over time uh, with, you know, hearing from people about their practice or experiencing practice over years is that people certainly learn to not do anything, not take any action that's unethical. And they learn over time not to speak in ways that harm other people. And maybe for many people, the last frontier is internal, you know, uh, and not that thoughts are unethical, but maybe more that they're harmful, like holding a, holding a, a feeling, an uncomfortable or, or feeling that's uh, not um, not so kind towards someone or something. And, uh, and, and it depends on the person. For some people uh, who've been confronted with very harmful behavior from others, learning how to speak about that. Uh, takes a lot of courage and a lot of time. So I just really appreciate the power of both generosity and ethics um, in calming us and making our conscience very clear, making our relationships with other people much more peaceful and contributing to this ability to send these kind wishes, compassionate wishes, to be more balanced um, for ourselves and for others. So with that, we have um, 10 minutes to discuss this in small groups. And as always, you're welcome to share what feels comfortable and safe for you. And there's a guideline not to uh, share back in the large group something private that somebody else said or, you know, refer to what they said uh, directly. Um, please don't give each other advice or um, crosstalk or in any way try to teach one another, but rather just speak from your own heart, maybe one small thing at a time. It could be an inspiration that came up for you this evening. It could be a thought. It could be a question. And just making the round of your circle, maybe starting with the person whose first name begins with the an A and going to the person whose first name is D. So we'll take 10 minutes in groups of three. And the idea is to uh, enjoy it, listen deeply to one another, and um, learn something new that you didn't know about yourself or about the other people in the group. So we'll see you in 10 minutes. 